Sashrikal, my name's Emma, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about guilt and just the general feelings I've had over the last two weeks, especially it being the holiday season and going back home and the guilt I used to experience when I was younger, as well as when I moved out and just my whole experience with that. I think after recording my last episode, which was a lot more scripted, since I'm trying to figure out what works for me, what doesn't, and I don't know, I feel like it wasn't a bad episode, but it felt like it was very positive, which isn't a bad thing. I think it's still very important to highlight the positivity of my experience, but I think after experiencing a lot over the last two weeks, it's really put a lot of things into perspective. It's been very healing and I'm so glad I put it out there to actually reflect upon it as well. And it's not been easy to listen back to it and kind of have those realizations of, oh my God, am I in denial? Am I faking it? Or am I being too positive? Or whatever those feelings were. So yeah, I think after speaking to my friend about it and even her saying that, Emma, it's not a bad episode. It just seemed very positive and almost somewhat a little bit unrelatable to people, which again, is not a bad thing because ultimately that is my experience. But after visiting the BFI, which is this wicked place in Waterloo, and I can't believe I haven't been before, but I watched a documentary about a girl who left home in the 1970s and the feelings I had whilst watching it, I'm even hesitating to even talk about it because after watching it, I felt like I was lying to myself. And like, this is me talking like, as in like the current, this is like two weeks ago. So comparing my second episode and then watching that video of the girl who left her house in the 1970s, same like me, Punjabi girl, feeling those feelings of guilt, feeling scared to leave home, not sure what her parents would say. It was, it was a very surreal feeling to say the least, that all this time I've been thinking, oh, there's not many people like me, there's not many experiences like mine of girls leaving their house and running away or moving out or whatever it may be, is apparently just something that happens nowadays, but it's actually something that's been going on for so long. And I'm so glad that I watched that documentary and that it exists. And... I felt like I was meant to watch it, almost. It felt like I was watching myself in the 1970s because the way she was explaining it was the same feelings that I was having of, I don't want to disappoint my parents. I want to live my life. I want to be independent. She had a good job. I have a good job. So just to hear her express those things And to be able to relate to that was very eye-opening, to say the least. And it made me realise that it's all good and well that I've done the healing to appreciate the good that my parents have done. And that our relationship is a lot better now. But I feel as though I was 
neglecting or forgetting what I actually went through and how awful it was because it happened so long ago. So suddenly it feels like it's not real anymore because I haven't had those feelings for so long. And that's why, I don't know if I mentioned it in my first episode, but it almost feels like it's an out of body experience because what I went through when I was say 16 to 20 compared to 21 to 24 is very different. The way I think, the way I talk, how I handle my emotions are very different compared to where I am in my life. So it was definitely an eye-opener for me to watch that documentary. And I'm so proud that I posted last week about the topic I spoke about because it might have not, I don't know if it was my, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was my favorite episode, but it was probably the most insightful one for me to learn something about myself, heal and acknowledge what I went through and that, it, you know, to remind myself that, hey, it was real, that my feelings are valid and I don't need to overcompensate by just being like, oh, positivity, positivity, forget the negative. I also went to a really amazing event last week where there were these two amazing girls who were hosting a poetry night that did spoken words and poetry for South Asians. And it was amazing because you get to network, you get to hear amazing poetry and it's definitely my cup of tea. And I feel, I feel like every time I've been to a spoken word event, I always want to read something. I always want to go on stage, but I'm so shy. So I'm setting my goal for the new year that I want to read one of my journal extracts or maybe write some poetry and put myself out of my comfort zone and try something new because I've never spoken on stage like that and I want to. I want to get better at talking because that's something that's very important to me. That event really helped me to network and talk to a stranger. And I met this amazing girl and I hope she sees this, but I was expressing to her that I feel as though I feel very guilty when it comes to my parents that I am the kind of person where I always say, yeah, I don't care what people think and blah, 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 which to some degree I don't really. But when it comes to my parents, it made me realise I actually really care so much to the point where I'm scared to be real and I don't want to be like that and she said to me that the audience who will watch and listen will either get it or they won't and I don't need to feel like I have to explain that my feelings are real, how I felt is valid and how I felt was very real. So if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't, and that's fine. And if you get it, great. If you don't, this might not be for you. That's not who my podcast is aimed at probably. So that's that. I also, over the last two weeks, went home for Christmas and it was interesting. I think initially I was feeling very apprehensive feeling like, oh my God, I don't want there to be another argument. I don't want to feel like I'm walking on eggshells. And it's not like my parents 
make me feel like that anymore. And I like going home. I feel like it's the one space where I can actually relax, sleep and eat unlimited. And I don't get to relax the way I get to relax at my parents. So I'm very grateful. But the issue was that when I'm at home, I'm a completely different person. Like, yes, my personality is there 70% of the time, but then there's a massive chunk of me, like a 30% where they don't know the real me. And I don't know how I feel about that. I also do agree that ignorance is bliss. I feel like I don't have to tell my parents every single part of me. I'm very okay with them knowing certain parts of me. I'm still building on our relationship. So a part of me feels very scared to be an open book, to say, this is who I am. This is who I'm dating. This is what I do in my spare time, whatever, whatever. So I like going home. But knowing that my parents will never, I might be wrong, but this is how I feel. I might be wrong, but this is how I feel right now, that I don't think my parents will ever accept my long-term choices of who I choose to be with, the fact that I don't live at home anymore. I know a part of them will always wish that I move back and I'm with them. And I don't know what the future holds. I might move back once they're old and they need my support. I don't know, but I can't help feel that guilt of they don't know who I really am. It's not like I do anything mad anyway, apart from go to work, come home, podcast, so have a partner, see my friends, that's about it. But there's so much about my personality and I'm such an outspoken person that it just doesn't work in the brown community that I live in, which kind of sucks. And I also wrote a few points down that I felt were the most highlighted points that I feel most guilty about. But after I left a couple of years ago, I think the thing that got me the most upset, and even when I talk about it now, sometimes I feel a bit teary, a bit like there's a lump in my throat, but it's definitely leaving my brother behind. And we don't have the best relationship now. And I'll never really truly understand why, because it's not my responsibility to force someone to tell me why I can't read anyone's mind. But a part of me always wishes that we had a better relationship. And I think it upsets me way more than I care to admit. And I think as the older sibling, I always feel like it's me putting the effort in. I feel like it's always me trying to communicate and do better and be better. But I just feel sick of feeling like it's always me. And I don't like how it makes me feel. But deep down, I feel very guilty that I left him. I also hate the fact that he doesn't understand me and I don't understand him. I don't know what he went through after I left. I can't even imagine what he went through after I left. But again, it really comes back down to, I'm not a mind reader. So 
I'm sure many brown girls or brown guys, just the brown community or whoever's left their home before can really understand the guilt you feel when you leave your siblings is, is a pain that they will never understand. And I think it either goes one of two ways where by your, your sibling is understanding or they're completely the opposite and they are just on vengeance and they hate you. And I honestly feel like my brother hates me and I don't get why. And I can only hope our relationship gets better. And even if it doesn't, it's all right. That's life. It happens. The second thing I feel guilty about is knowing that my parents will never accept who I marry or choose to be with or my choice of partners. Not that they're all for, well, they have been, but <laughs> um, as of currently, I know that they would never accept them, which is heartbreaking because I know deep down they do wish I just married a nice Sikh brown boy, which I'd be shocked if that happened. Very, very, very unlikely. And I wouldn't say they don't know who I am as a person. Like my parents know I date outside my culture. They know, they know I will never listen to them. I've already explained to them since being very young that look, do not have any expectations on me to fulfill your expectations. It's not gonna happen. So you can try and ask me about my life partner as much as you want. It's just not gonna happen. So please, you have my brother, have your, hopes and dreams on him. I'm I'm not about to give you kids anytime soon, sorry. I also feel guilty for putting myself first and saying no. As the older sibling, my parents would always ask me to do things, which I have no issue doing. But my problem is that even now, I don't live at home, right? But they will still call me and be like, Amen, can you do this? Amen, can you do that? I will never say no, because I don't think I have the guts to say no. But anytime I have sort of said no very lightly I feel so guilty because I know I can do it but it's principle because when they ask me to do something they don't ask me they tell me they just call me and expect things to just magically happen and because I've never really argued it and the things they ask me for are very simple tasks that they could probably do themselves but they are so comfortable with just asking me but they'll never ask my brother to do it and I don't get why because I'm sure he's very capable, but I think he's built that relationship with them where he just presents himself as useless, which he's most definitely not. So they just don't bother asking him. Some way that is smart, but I'm also just like, I should have better boundaries to say no. And I struggle with boundaries and I feel very guilty for having boundaries because I've always been made to feel like that. So that's something I'm working on right now. Some of the more lighter hearted guilt I would feel is going out more than once. I don't know what it is with brown parents, but if in a week you've been out more than like once or twice, you're not allowed to go out the third time. Like, why do you need to go out? You've had enough going out time with your friends. So that was that. And I feel like my parents would also make me feel very guilty for being educated. So anytime we'd have an argument when I was younger, and I'd start speaking logically and trying to explain why I'm upset or how they've upset me or I'm trying to 
explain anything to be fair they'd always put it down to oh just because you're educated and you went uni you think you can talk all like this and blah 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 don't forget who paid for your uni don't forget who got you there like I I appreciate that you helped me get to uni I really do but I was the one who put in the work day and night had a job as well in uni having a job in uni and getting a degree is no joke it is not for the weak-hearted but I did that and as much as I appreciate you helped me in the process of it I felt like they would gaslight me for being educated and I hated that feeling so that was fun the last two I would say as well they always made me feel guilty about what I wore when I was younger I was very much sexualized as a kid and I hated that and I will never understand why because I was a child that anytime I wanted to wear skinny jeans or a top very basic very average something that my friends would wear it was always an issue because of what my body looked like and I looked too grown and this that, and the other not that I was wearing anything mad but I felt so guilty for what I'd wear and just wanting to feel pretty that when I went to uni I remember the first year or maybe like the first six months I wore some of the most outrageous outfits I can think of and I have no regrets <laughs> I have no regrets <laughs> but thinking back oh my god the outfits were awful like I feel too embarrassed to even explain what I was wearing. I never had the chance to wear it when I was at home. So now that I'm in uni and I'm out of my parents' sight, I just went mental with the amount of freedom I had that I didn't know what to do with it. Like I felt like I was a dog off their leash and I didn't know like what to do with that kind of freedom. So it, it was funny thinking back to it, but when you actually like deep the trauma of it yeah is mad like no child should be made to feel like there's something wrong with their body or sexualized period so that's that the last thing i'd say i still struggle with is feeling guilty for saying no to physical touch so that is in relation to boundaries again but i say physical touch specifically because I don't like being touched and it's only something that I'm I have gotten used to over maybe the last year but it's something I still really struggle with especially with my mum since my body developed a lot quicker than the average I remember my dad just stopped hugging me one day and it's so weird because I never understood why I thought did I do something wrong like is there something wrong with me but it's just because now I have boobs suddenly I'm not allowed to hug my dad. I don't know if it was out of a respect thing, but I don't think it was him. I think that was just what was socially acceptable. I remember some of my friends also experienced similar situations with their dads or uncles. And I guess like in my parents' brain, they thought, oh, we don't want your uncles to get the wrong idea. But why is my uncle perving on me, number one? And secondly, anytime my mum would want to hug me, I would always push her away because that closeness and I guess that that physical touch, my body just wanted to reject it. I didn't like how it felt. And even today when my mum hugs me, I'm just like, 
oh, why are you hugging me? Oh. And I feel so bad because I want to hug her. I really do. But it's something I really struggle with, with just like my body and just the thought of being touched. It's interesting how now with my dad, I'm more comfortable just like hugging him and not, like, I don't think about it, you know, it doesn't affect me whatsoever. I feel more comfortable with him than I do with my mum. But I think that's something that's a lot more deeper. So yeah, that's how it is. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you can see that it was a lot more me and don't really do well with scripts. I'm not going to do that again. As I said, I'm still trying to figure it out and I feel more authentic just speaking like this and just having that conversation and, you know, working on getting better with my confidence of talking in a camera because I don't find it easy. And it was actually my cousin who recommended me to use, was it a teleprompter? And I will be never doing that again. I don't think scripts are for me. And I just want to say again, I'm so proud. I'm so proud for putting out another episode. Being this one and the last one. I think my last one was for me the most insightful one. Especially with all the events that followed after being the spoken words event for South Asians. Which also collaborated with Burnt Roti as well, by the way. Which was phenomenal. Um as well as the BFI documentary, which was super insightful as well, made me feel so connected and less alone. And a reminder that this is something that's been going on for decades. So I will never stop talking about it. I also want to be that person who isn't scared to talk about these things, but also have a space where I can be vulnerable and admit that this is very scary, that it's not easy to just be yourself on camera, put it out on the internet. So I thank you for your time, for listening, for watching, and I will see you guys for the next episode very soon. So Shri thank you.